What's up, party people? Just to let you know real quick what's going to go on in this episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. We're going to talk about the NFL draft. Of course, the big thing that's going on in football, the NFL drafts, the rookies, where they went, the fantasy implications of where they went to. Of course, I got to get into my sixth overall pick for my Giants as it went. And we got a great giveaway that we have that we're going to announce here and then how you can win it. All that and much more right now coming up on the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. All right, brain. You don't like me and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Podcast. This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous! I'm very, very dangerous! And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man for the Grand Flex hit list. Here are my co-hosts live and direct with much respect. Alex Marchetti. What's up, BFace? I am. What's up, BFace? I don't know what's up with them. I'll tell you what's up with me. I am not feeling well. What's up, Flex? I just said what's up. I'm not feeling well. I'm sorry that you're not feeling well. Let out a little weather. Stay uh, away from me. Yes, completely. That I have no problem doing that. <laughs> Stay away. Um, feel a little out of little weather. Uh, you know, for the past couple of days now, for the past like two days, uh, I had a basketball game yesterday. Still remain undefeated. GMS shout out. And by the way, just so you know, it's funny. So just I wanted to give it a real quick before we jump right into everything. We have a lot to talk about in this episode, but um. So it was funny when I was talking about boy Keith Murray. I was talking about who listens to the show. He was like, yo, I heard this, you know, Flex, you know, give me respects, give me shout on the show. But yo, your boy saying I'm not committed at all, right? He's hearing you. Yeah. We do yeah. not speak ill of Keith Murray on this show. We do not speak ill of Keith Murray. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know him, but, you know, he didn't show up. Nah, you know, he, he was laughing about it. It's fine. He's like, oh, yeah, your boy, your boy talking smack already. Your boy talking smack about my dedication to the show. And I was, you know, I was laughing about it. It was funny. He's probably hearing this right now. We do not speak ill of Keith Murray. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I'm feeling a little under the weather. Um, had, still played my basketball game yesterday under the weather. But, uh, you know, it happens. Change of weather here in New York is a little crazy. Yeah, I guess the Night King touched you. No. Do you have his mark anywhere no. on your arm? No. If okay. I, if, thank God. I, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, as you know. Yeah, I know, but I but I post a lot of Game of Thrones memes on our Instagram because it's, it's a hot topic right now. It's the wave. It's yeah, you gotta you gotta touch on what's popular right there. So, yeah. uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at BFB Podcast. That's the hand. That's the name for um the handle for both our social media sites that's going on right now. You can also follow us on Facebook if you want. We're trying to grow that as well. Better Fantasy Bureau or at Better Fantasy. And uh, Instagram has been booming lately. Instagram has been taking over. We've been doing great on that. Shout out. And you know what it was? It's it's I, we were hyped about Ted Ginn Jr. liking and commenting on our picks. Super hype. Who is now the BF BFB's BFF. Yes. And then it's funny. So see, like also another uh, former NFL player, Tank Williams. He, you know, liked one of our pitchers also though. But shout out to the great Matthew Berry. Matthew Berry. That, you and your autobiopia. <laughs> I'm just um, excited. So <laughs> Matthew Berry reposted us on his page 
We didn't ask him. We don't know him. We never met. We, we know him. We never, I met him. You met him. You right. met him once, but he doesn't know that you're a part of this. You know what I mean? He, he, doesn't, know. he doesn't really know anything about us, but I just tagged him in the, the video that I put. And it was funny. So in the beginning of that video, I was going to put just the video itself without our little logo intro, which we, you know, it's newly just came out. If you, like I said, if you haven't seen it, check it out now on at BFB on the Instagram. We have a little logo intro, you know, quick, like three seconds of it, you know, like a splash. Yeah. It's like a splash and our logo like appears with smoke, you know, like in the form of smoke and it just says at BFB podcast on there. It's pretty cool. Then I made it, I put it together. Pretty, pretty badass. Yeah. And it was just dope that I tagged them in it and then he reposted it. So it's not like somehow we reached out to him or like we spoke to him about this and it was a favor. So we reached out to him, which is a sport called cheese rolling. Have you ever heard of the sport before? Never heard of it. It seems like it's a sport that's played in the Midwest or in the South. No, it's played in Europe and Australia. Ah, it's, it's, that it's, makes it's, sense. It's that makes it more sense. I'm so off. <laughs> Way off. But anyways, but what's Way funny? Off. What's funny about it is it, it's an actual sport. I was looking. I was looking at funny ways of how like to pick the draft orders, and I, and so it was. It came down to two. It came down to between these. And these are two real sports, which was cheese rolling, which is the one I posted. And I did that because my wife ended up picking out the two. And the other one was extreme ironing. Extreme ironing? Extreme ironing. Like an iron. Like yeah, you're literally just, ironing like your clothes. So just call it extreme OCD. It, <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you, it's 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 pushing the, the, the modern like stay at home dad mom life to the next level. Which it's lit no, but it's literally what it is. It's you go to like a top of a mountain with an iron and you with a board and an ironing board, or uh, some people done it on the water. That's too kooky for that's, me. Right? It's, it's a real thing. It's they cool. held comp- they held they have world championship competitions of it. They've held it in Times Square. It's a real thing. Extreme ironing. I'm gonna I'll show you the video. I'm gonna post it another time on the BFB podcast on on Instagram, and I'll, I'll show you Marketing another time. But that's a real thing. And it came down between those two, between extreme ironing and cheese rolling. My wife said cheese rolling was funnier. I went with the cheese rolling. Matthew Barry thought it was so funny that he reposted it on his page, which is huge for us, which is fantastic for us because it's not just he reposted our video and it says on the bottom, right, you know, like reposted from at BFB and reposted all our, uh, you know, everything I wrote about it. But it's just because of the logo intro. Bang. So you look at Matthew's very page, you click on it, bang, you see our logo. And that's fantastic for us. That's no, awesome. that's good. That's great. That's so excellent exposure. Cheese rolling is basically you just roll a, a wheel of cheese down a hill and then you have to try to go and catch it. And whoever is the first one to roll down the hill. Now, you're, you don't have to necessarily roll, but you're running so fast that you end up like just rolling and tumbling. And it, it, you really do get really hurt doing it. And I said that it, that we're going to do that for our league, that um, the person who catches the most wheels of cheese gets the first pick or first choice, whatever pick they want. And uh, the person who comes in last place has to take a kicker in the second round. <laughs> so yeah. stuff like that. That, you know, and that's what I said about us starting the draft um, order with that. So imagine picking a kicker in the second round. Which kicker would you pick? Which kicker would I pick? If it's yeah. like Greg the Leg. Greg the Leg. Duh. Yeah. If I had to pick one in the second round, it would have to be Greg the Leg. Greg the Leg. Good question, though. <clears throat> All right. So let's get this out of the way. Let's get right into everything, and let's get this completely out of the way. Let's talk real quick about the, 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 the draft pick heard around the world with Daniel Jones at six. Let's get this out of the way. Go ahead. Okay. The floor is yours. With the pick, with the number six pick. Now, 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 you know what? I want to do something here for the, for, the, for the fans listening. And because, like I said, since our Instagram has been growing very quickly as of lately, I've, you know, I've been putting a lot of work into that. And since it has been growing very quickly lately, if you don't want to hear this rant about Daniel Jones, I'm sure you heard all about it. And because in the future now, we're going to talk more about the, the rookies. We're going to have a rookies-only draft, Marchetti and I. We're going to talk about the rookies and the implications of the rookies and all this and that. And uh, if you want to fast-forward it, you could fast-forward to... 
24 minutes and 50 seconds. And then you could see what we started off in talking about uh, about, the, about the, the rookies. So Daniel Jones was picked number six overall with Josh Allen still available. Now, 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 this is, this is, this is the thing with uh, Dave Gettleman. Now, he's always been known to take the best player available, right? Best player available. He's very adamant about picking the best player, not reaching. Yes. Not reaching. And that, that, that was his uh, state, like, I guess, defense for picking Saquon last year, which a lot of people said it was time to pick a quarterback because it was such a quarterback, you know, like, infested, uh, you know, it was riddled with quarterbacks in the first round in a sense, I guess you could say, last year. And he said because best player available. Yeah, and the thing was, he says, sorry to interrupt, he says he doesn't pick for need, he picks for value. For value, right. Yeah. If it was for need, then maybe Sam Darnold would have made more sense, right? Or he would justify mm-hmm. it. But for value, he justified picking Barkley because Barkley was But with that scene I said about highest. With Barkley is that also it was a need we had. We had a need oh, at running. We running had back, need. All our running backs sucked, you know. So yeah. it's been a long time that we had a good ground and pound game. I mean, we we, we had some good ones with, you know, Ahmad Bradshaw. We had some good ones with Brandon Jacobs, who, you know, he lists the Giants in touchdowns, you know. But no, we had, yeah, that two combo punch was good, but then after that, we, you know, we've been struggling. Right. We've been struggling. So, yeah, you could justify why we got a running back then, right? And, you know, he believed in, in Eli, but obviously there's, there's a change of course of action that just happened. So, this... This is obviously seems very un-Dave Gettleman-like. Now, this is where, this is, this, I remember I said last year, I said this last year, it was too early to panic. It was way too early to panic. It was way too early for me to decide whether or not to trust Pat Shermer and not to trust Dave Gettleman and all this and that. Now, I do not trust him. I do not trust Dave Gettleman. Now, I am furious. Now, I am pissed off. I, 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 I do not trust Dave Gettleman. He go, for, look at all the moves done right now for the Giants. You sign Odell. To a ton of money, a ton of money. Then six months later, you give him up. You give him up. So you go from you saying you go from saying pick the best player available. Then you know, and, and you all say like you know we didn't sign Odell to trade him. You trade Odell. You didn't pick the best player available. I, I you don't know. I really, honestly, really, I really believe that Dave Gettleman has no idea what he's doing, and he's just trying to like. This is what I feel. I feel that maybe the rest of us Giants feel that Dave Gettleman doesn't know what he's doing. And he's trying to do something crazy so it makes him seem like he knows what he's doing. Watch. I'll take Daniel Jones and he'll kill and then you'll see how good I am at this stuff. Which, I, you know what I mean? Like he's throwing darts. He's throwing like Hail Marys so hopefully they'll work and to make him seem like he knew what he was doing all along. Yeah. So you you, tra- you signed Odell. You gave up Odell. Then after giving up Odell, you signed Golden Tate for too many years. For too much money when he's aging, don't get me wrong, Golden Tate's good, but there was no need to give up Odell. There was no need to sign Golden Tate like that. You know what I mean? We, you know, Patriots signed Demarius Thomas. We could have signed Demarius Thomas to a one-year deal for a lot less money, for a lot less money, and he's more of a deep threat than Golden Tate is because Golden Tate is very, very much alike with with Sterling Shepard. They're both the very, you know, very similar uh, slot players. Uh-huh. So then... Josh Allen is there, which is the need you have, which is the need, you know, you you need to be filled by a, by a future Hall of Famer, possibly, we see type of Josh Allen. And I said last week, which I can't believe I called it, someone's going to pick Dan, Donald, I mean, uh, Jones over, Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. But what was, what, what, 
I, that's how that's how flushed I am. That I'm like I'm talking all over the place. I, I, I'm still I'm still that upset about what happened last week. I'm still that upset that happened. So let me just say this. Like, let's get that way. I put this on Instagram about with Daniel Jones, right? And the way I the way I try to break it down with Daniel Jones and the fantasy football aspect of it all, right? Was if somebody last year took James White, if somebody took James White last year in the draft in the first or second round, right? Yeah, you would have thought they were crazy. You would have thought they were insane. Now, we all knew James White was going to be good. We didn't think he was going to be that good. Just like we all assumed that Daniel Jones could be good, not six overall pick good. So James White ended up being the running back number seventh overall, and he scored more points than guys taken way higher than him and big-name guys like Joe Mixon, David Johnson, and Melvin Gordon. Now, he outbeat them. So if you would have took James White in the first, second round, it would have been a pretty good pick, I guess, because he ended up being really good, right? Yeah. But you don't take James White in the first or second round. You take somebody like Melvin Gordon to pair up with James White. Because if you had Melvin Gordon and James White, or if you know, because Melvin Gordon was running back number eight, James White was running back number seven last year. If you took Melvin Gordon and James, that's how you do it. You take, you take, you know, if you take James White and Christian McCaffrey, that's how you do it. You don't. Spend that much capital. Now, Dave Dave Gettleman says he knows 100% for a fact, for a fact, that Daniel Jones would not have gotten back to him, down to him at 17. He says he knows that for a fact. How can you possibly know that for a fact? Did somebody from Miami call you up and tell you we're going to take Dan, uh, Daniel Jones if you don't take him? That doesn't mean that was a fact that it was going to happen. No, nah, they're probably <clears throat> playing games and, you know, spreading rumors just to make, if, it, if they heard any information that, Gettleman or the Giants are giddy on Daniel Jones. They were just probably throwing false information. They were fleecing him. Yeah, fleecing him to just make that pick. And then, you know, have, uh, you know, Haskins available in, in, in the 16, what well, he was drafted in the 15? <laughs> Haskins was 15th by the, 15th, by the, Red, by the, Redskins. By the Redskins. Or, you know, Josh, Josh Allen dropping down, you know. So, I don't know, you know. We're, we're both on the same page here. Daniel Jones was pretty much a reach. Probably could have gotten him in the seventeen and the six. By by seeing how far Drew yeah. Locke dropped, yeah. and Drew Locke being ranked higher than him, honestly, we probably could have got him in the second round. Now speaking with that second round, this is the thing. So we took Daniel Jones. We all know that's a huge reach because even if he ends up being very, 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 very good, it w- it was still a reach. Josh Allen was still the pick to make. We all we all hundred percent feel that Josh Allen was that pick at six. Yeah. Now. 17th overall pick. We ended up taking Dexter Lawrence. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. But you know what? We got the third guy out of that Clemson defensive line. He's a run stopper. Now, we didn't need somebody to stop the run. That we did definitely didn't need. We had snacks. We had and snacks, we and we traded him for nothing, for a pack of freaking Newports and, and, and Snapples. And pretty much uh, Dexter Lawrence is, we, we got Dexter Lawrence for Odell Beckham. In we essence. Got, in essence, we got him, Jabril Peppers, and the guy O'Shane or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Oh, so well, X Man. So that, that that was our trade right there. Which wasn't worth it if you added up. It wasn't. But no. the thing is this is that we got Dexter Lawrence. Okay, cool. You know what? I like Dexter Lawrence. I think he's good. But I think the bigger need what we had was to somebody put crush pressure on the quarterback. You and know? Then edge rush, rush. This is also yeah. how you know our Instagram is going because we're having people cursing us out on Instagram too. What are you talking about? Are you effing stupid? And I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> I did I, res- I I responded back to the guy and then he ended up deleting the the, the tweet. 
Yeah, the leading guy told him, "Hey, listen, man, yo, you know what? That's that's that's, that's cool. No need for name calling. You know, it's just my opinion. I'm sorry if mine offended yours." And he ended up deleting it. I guess he was like, "Oh yeah," because <laughs> he was like, "He was like, yo, Dexter Lawrence is not a pass rusher. Why are you putting up his stats? Because Dexter Lawrence last year only had 1.5 sacks. Actually, in his last two years, he only had a total of four sacks. That's it. He's a run stopper. He stops the run, which is cool. We needed that, but not as much as we needed a." Uh, an edge a, rusher. An edge rusher. Yeah, somebody to put pressure on the quarterbacks, which which Josh Allen would have done. And at 17, we could have had Montez Sweat. He also could have done that. Now, I get it with the heart problems, that, so that's why I'm not too mad about it. But I felt like Montez Sweat was a bigger need. If not even that, Jawan Taylor to beef up that old offensive line even more so. You know what I mean? To keep our sixth overall pick healthy. So, this is what the biggest problem was with me. Now, uh, DeAndre Baker. We took him with the 30th overall pick, right? We gave up our 35th pick and then two more picks. Yeah. We gave up a total of three picks to get him. Now, he's good. I think he's good. He's arguably, a lot of people are saying that he's like the best corner in the draft, right? He's very good. But the, the problem was is that we gave up three total picks for him, including a second. The Cardinals ended up from Miami getting a lesser second round draft pick. For Josh Rosen. For Josh Rosen. If they would have took that from Miami, I'm sure that they would have took our second round pick, which was the 35th overall. Yeah. They, I'm sure they would have took ours. I'm sure they would have taken it, and we would have had Josh Allen. Josh Allen. That even let's just say let's just say we goes to Dexter Lawrence. Let's just say goes Dexter Dexter, let's just say if he goes that they still went that way, which I think he should have went a different way. But we could have had Josh Allen. Josh Rosen's our quarterback, learning a year from behind Eli, maybe even two at the most. You know what I mean? Right? Because right now Dave Gellin's talking all about three years from now. <laughs> He's like, yo, you, you know, but the Green Bay Packers are out. But this is the thing that this is so we could have had My Josh Allen years. and Josh Rosen, right? Yeah, for, for our future quarterback for, for all this other stuff. All along with Saquon Barkley. Now this goes on to everybody talking about last year. Oh, see, since we didn't take a quarterback last year, then we ended up reaching for now. No, the thing is, we had an opportunity. To have guys like Saquon Barkley, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen. If that was our case, if we ended up as Giants fans, end up sitting with Saquon Barkley, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen, I'm sure all these people that were freaking losing their minds and talking all this crap about why we didn't take a quarterback, why we didn't take a quarterback, why we didn't take a quarterback, if we ended up now with Josh Rosen and Saquon Barkley... And Josh Allen, they would have been happy. Would have been nobody ecstatic. would be complaining. Ecstatic! I'll be wearing my Giants gear right now. I would be as well. I'm wearing my Giants colors because my BFB shirt Giants colors. But still, I would have been. happy. I'm under protest. I'm under protest. I Sorry. would have been extremely happy. And it, it's kind of like if you remember that you ever seen the movie Draft Day with, with uh, Kevin Costner? Of course, right. So remember, everybody was pissed about him taking uh, um Vontae Mack with the first overall pick, and he was saying like Vontae Mack, no matter what, Vontae, and he was pressured to do this, that, and the third. All that ended up taking him, ended up working out for him. At the end, because even though he he made a risky call, he did all the other right moves and fleeced all the other right guys to get, you know, like to, to, to keep the quarterback that he wanted, to get the defense player he wanted, to get Ray Jennings, yeah. because he ended up making the best of the opportunity that was there. This was the opportunity. This was the chance. Like I talk about the Christophe Porzingis trade. The Knicks have a great opportunity right now. If they blow this opportunity, then we blew our chance that this trade created. So that draft pick with taking Saquon and us being in the position where we had the sixth overall pick in this draft, we had an opportunity to have Josh Allen to fill that need that we had it on defense. We had an opportunity 
to get Josh Rosen to be the future quarterback. We blew that chance. Yeah. But it's not it's that's what I'm saying. People talk about last era, how we didn't take a quarterback. That means what happens this year. No, it's because stupid idiots like Dave Gettleman being fleeced, can't close, making dumb decisions, going against going against his word. We didn't get we didn't we didn't sign Odell to trade him, but you did. We go with the best player available. No, you didn't. Do you think it's it's he's fully responsible for making that pick or the Maros? Because they have such a strong relationship with Eli Manning and the Mannings. To to be I'm gonna say that I feel it was Dave Gettleman. Okay. Now, I could be wrong about that. Of course we don't know about all the rest of it. We don't know every single thing that's going on behind the scenes, right? Yeah. But Every other move that, that that that's being made, though, it has to fall. It's gonna fall on Dave Gettleman. It's going to fall on him. No, for sure. And yeah. he looks dumb for him now. He's only seen Daniel Jones thrown only at the Senior Bowl. Never seen any of his games before, and wa- only watching tape. Only saw him live at the Senior Bowl, and he really thinks he was sixth overall pick worthy. I mean, listen, and I, I fell in love. Bloom in love. What he says, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. He's <laughs> pissing me off. But all I know is that is that you know. And the other day too, this is like if if even if even if he ended up taking Dwayne Haskins over Daniel Jones, people wouldn't be as upset. No, for sure. I didn't want Dwayne Haskins. I I definitely didn't want Daniel Jones. I wanted Dwayne Haskins over Daniel Jones, but not at six. You would have settled for Dwayne Haskins for sure. You. You you would have settled right now. I would have been no. I would have understood, and I would have been like, "Damn, all right." It's not the way I wanted to go, but I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not the way I want. That's not the way I wanted, especially with Josh Allen there. Josh Allen. I was like, so I was like, yes, we're gonna get Josh Allen. Before the pick was made, I was I was ecstatic already. Like, all right, Arizona drafted Kyler Murray. Yeah. I was like, that's it. We have an opportunity to get Josh Rosen. And we're not going to give up a first round pick for Josh Rosen. No, we're most likely going to be giving up a second, a second round pick. Worst case scenario, um, worst case scenario, best case scenario, a third round pick. Right. So I was like, yes. And then, then I see Josh Allen falls to, fall to us, and I was like, we're picking Josh Allen, and then we're going to get Josh Rosen. I was so pumped. I know, and you guys. I was so pumped. License plate guy. He uh, he put it up. Um, he put up a video on his on his Instagram story. Thank you, Raiders! Thank you, Raiders! Right after the Raiders made that, while the Bucks were deciding their pick, because I was because I wanted I wanted in that scenario. I wanted either Josh Allen or Ed Oliver. So if we would have taken been fine with me, if yeah. we would have taken Dwayne Haskins over Ed Oliver, like if we would have took him over Josh Allen, I would have been upset. Over Ed Oliver, not as upset. You know what I mean? Like, but Josh Allen was there. That's what I don't. It's terrible, but like I said, my fantasy football reference, if somebody took James White, but it's still, just because a guy like James White, who could possibly be a top 10 running back, is there, you don't take him over a more guaranteed top 10 running back. No, that's a reckless pick. That's a reckless pick. Which, you know, the Giants just practice. A reckless pick. It's really got me sick. Um, I'm I'm, I'm still in mourning, you know, and I'm not happy about it. The the Raiders, just, just finish off, the Raiders did a bad pick, right? What well, people you know that the, the experts. He's good saying, though. Yeah. So you know the memes are going as like, oh, 
hold my beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Giants. It's like, I'm a, Giants it's like, like the Raiders like, say, I'm going to mess this whole draft up. up. Giants go, hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> I woke, I, I, as soon as I, I was watching Daniel it. Jones. I was watching it at the center. Shout out to Kento Amudu. I was watching it at my gym when I watched the draft. And as soon as I, and then it was there, like, let's go. We're going to get Josh Allen. He's like, and with the sixth pick, the New York Giants select Daniel Jones. I was like, from Duke. My, my jaw just dropped. And I walked out the center. I was pissed off. And then when I got home, I told I, I saw my wife. I was like, "Baby, we took effing Daniel Jones," and she goes, "I didn't do it." That's what my wife said. <laughs> she looks at me. She goes, "I didn't do it," because she saw I was upset. I was upset for a while. And, and you, you went for a walk, right? I walked. I was me walking home. And then you did like an Insta story because I was there like, "Yeah, we Giants down party people. You know, over here we had to set up with the boss, Kento Akashi, rocking out here with the New York Giants." I was doing all my other stuff. Yeah. And then as soon as I picked up, it's like, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going home." That's it. I'm done. I got that say. And I was just walking. I, I I was at a loss for words. And um and I woke up the next morning and I asked my wife, I was like, oh, baby, please tell me it was just a really bad dream. Can 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 you please tell me it was just a really bad dream that we really that, that we did not that we took Josh Allen and not Daniel Jones with the sixth pick? And my wife looks at me, she goes, and she looks at me like really sad, and like it breaks my heart to tell you it wasn't a dream, honey. She's like, <laughs> and she, she said it was like literally breaking her heart because she saw how sad I was. And she was like, it breaks my heart to tell you, no, honey, you really took him. Sorry. And with the sixth pick, Daniel Jones. All right, let's Duke. move on. We talk too much about it. All right, All right. let's move on. Let's uh, move on. All right, so let's talk about now with these fancy implications. Now, if you haven't seen, like I said, keep following us on Instagram at BFB Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BFB Podcast. Uh, I posted out our, well, my top 10 rookie rankings so far off off the bat top 10 rookie rankings so let's go let's go over that real quick marketing you and i uh number one josh jacobs you agree or disagree i agree i mean it's hard not he, to agree with him as number one right now yeah no he's number one i mean especially now with um isaiah Crowell tearing his achilles he's out for the, yes. he's out for the entire year the only other running backs that they have literally on their roster is Jalen Rashad because Doug Martin is a free agent, if I'm not mistaken, right? They're uh, in process of signing him. Now, right. especially yeah. even more. Especially even more in process of doing it. But for this moment, as recording this said, you know, uh, around noon and uh, on Thursday, he's a, he's, he's a free, you know, he's a free agent. So like, literally for the moment, it's only Jalen Rashad, who's a pass catching back, as we know. And Josh Jacobs, it was, listen, taking the first round for a reason. I think it was a great pick by the, by the Raiders there to take him. It feels a big need that they had. You know, they needed yeah. more offensive weapons, I mean, on that. I mean, granted, they need a lot of more defensive weapons, but they needed the offensive weapon there. And it, he felt it, you know, it felt to them where he fell. And uh, dynasty-wise, he's going to be the first overall pick in rookie drafts. Right or wrong? No, yeah, he's going to be number uh, number one pick. Uh, you know, he played for a big-time school, Alabama. His college career, he averaged uh, 5.9 rushing yards. Yeah, so, um, you know, played in a big-time conference, SEC. It's a tough conference. So he has a lot of opportunities. And you know running backs, they're the first ones to make an impact, especially as a rookie. So Absolutely, yeah. Like so, wide receivers, I know, take a little longer to develop. And in this shallow draft in, in the position of running backs, you have to take this guy. He's not, he's going to be taken number one. He's I don't think he's going to be a Saquon Barkley. No way. No. Uh, but, you know, he will definitely make an impact in your team right away. To me, when I made these rankings, for the most part, for the most part, I made them based on opportunity, and the opportunity is there for Josh Jacobs right away off the bat. Like he, he's the opportunity is there for him so much that I think he's gonna be the he's gonna be the first rookie also taken in redraft leagues. Yeah. As opposed, I mean, he's gonna be number one overall in rookie leagues, number one overall in you know like not well in the in the rookie only dynasty ones. 
Um, and like I said, in, re- in redraft, I, he has like I think he, he could even to see how he goes off in the season, how he works in training camp, and how he works with the team. He could possibly move up to make a third round pick. Yeah, not like RB one type, you know, maybe like a low RB one, high RB two, maybe, but. He can move up to like third round, as I can see. Yeah, and he he catches some balls. You know, he's he's gotten tw- the last last season. Uh, he got twenty receptions. Uh, if you look at the playerprofile.com, his comp is Aaron Foster. If he is anywhere near Aaron Foster, you're definitely getting a good player. Absolutely. Uh, number two, who I put on on my list was David Montgomery, who went to the Chicago Bears. Now I put him there not so much for opportunity. But I just think that he's just that good of a running back. You know, um, I just really think he's like that, like that beast kind of a guy. You know, average for four point seven yards per carry in Iowa in Iowa State, uh, twenty two receptions, also for thirteen touchdowns. You know what I mean? So like, he could really turn into a three down workhorse type of a running back. For you know, honestly, um, it's I, I I know he there he has to compete with Tariq Cohen. And Mike Davis is there too. I don't think Mike Davis is going to be that much of a competition for him. I think he's going to outplay Mike Davis. Uh, I think I think the opportunity is there for him as a first down, second down back. You know, Tyreek Hill is I know is a gadget player, but this guy uh, Tyreek Hill, not Tyreek Hill, uh, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. Sorry about that. Uh, the coach already came out saying that he 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 has the talents, the tools to be a Kareem Hunt. You know, so that's definitely a plus. And if he sees him as that type of player, that could make he could definitely make an impact in the running game, you know, not only in the first or second down. So they might be able to, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit with Tyreek Cohen and David Montgomery, you know. So Tyreek, 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 Tyreek Cohen. Sorry, Tyreek Cohen, <laughs> don't don't blast me on Twitter. All right, well, but that, stop For, yourself from being confused. Tyreek <laughs> is Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek is Tyreek Cohen. Yeah, Tyreek Cohen. So I, I understand you getting him, you know. Uh, putting him as your number two, uh, you know, you could also argue for Miles Sanders, but Miles Sanders is going to be competing against Josh uh, Howard. I mean, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, who just got traded in for uh, to to the Eagles. Yeah, it's also you know Wendell Smallwood, Corey Commands. Like it's also kind of like a you know loaded up backfield over there. Yeah, they, they definitely have a lot of running backs back there too. So in in with the Bears, there's not much competition besides Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I pronouncing it right now? That's fine <laughs> enough. As long as, you, as long as you don't get the last name. All right, and uh, his play, uh, his player profile. His they're getting a lot. He's getting a lot of comp. Uh, you know, he's being compared to uh, Carlos Hyde. So, you so know, I think he's gonna be better. You think he's gonna be better? Yeah, I like David Montgomery a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, played in Iowa State. Um, third overall, I put in DK Metcalf. Now, some people were like. I've I've heard I've heard a little bit of like 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 talk about like some people tell me about like it's a little high. Now the only reason, the only reason I have DK Metcalf so high in my rank, and it is going to change. I'm sure this is all going to change. As of right now, in my rookie rankings, I got DK Metcalf as third overall, and the main reason why. Now listen, he was projected to be a first round pick. He ended up dropping to the last pick in the second round, but it's opportunity. It's opportunity. That's the main thing there. He. He has a great opportunity for because with Doug Baldwin now, it seems like he may have realistically played, you know, his last game in the NFL. He might not be in the NFL no more, Doug Baldwin. So uh, he has to fight Tyler Lockett, really. But he's not not to be the number one spot. He, the number one guy is going to be Tyler Lockett on that team. He's going to be the number one guy. DK Metcalf is still a really strong 
wide receiver. But you also got to look also in the division he's in. Granted that, you know, the Niners now have beefed up their defense a little bit more, but DK Metcalf's not the main guy there. So they're not going to put all the attention too much on him. So to get a little bit, so for Tyler Lockett, guys like Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson, to get attention away from, D, you know, DK Metcalf. Of course, everybody's worried about Russell Wilson. What he does with his legs, he runs all over the field and goes everywhere. But he's not like a, facing an extremely strong secondary in the 49ers. He's not facing an extremely strong secondary with the Cardinals either. And he's not going to be facing Patrick Peterson on the Cardinals either at all because of the fact that Patrick Peterson is going to be more on Tyler Lockett. So with those four games, those four games right there, and you have Russell Wilson throwing you the football, you know, of course the Rams is, you know, something you got to be worried about. You got two games against the Rams. But with those four games and with Russell Wilson throwing you the football and then with Doug Baldwin possibly now, opportunity is there for DK Metcalf. Opportunity is there. And I know that he fell a lot in the draft, but still, for projected to be in a first-round talent to fall that that low, and the opportunity is there for him. Uh, I think it's a reach. DK Metcalf is a player that I'm definitely not going to be selecting, and I'm going to be very aware. If you're going to pick him, you got to pick him with a, a warning. Uh, I know he his 40 was remarkable, but if you look at his uh, cone speed, you know, if you got to look at this. Metcalf posted two of the worst times among all wideouts in the three-cone drill. 7.38 seconds. And 20-yard shuttle, 4.5 seconds. He did worse than Tom Brady, bro. Mm-hmm. He did worse than Tom Brady. To me, he's a one-trick pony. He's just going to be that guy that just runs that go route. Obviously, he has the physicality to get the 50-50 ball. But you also got to look at, is he going to be playing on the field? You know, his uh, his uh, freshman year, he only played two games. His second, uh, his second year, he played 12 games. But then last year, he only played seven games, you know? So, I don't know. You know, he's, he, 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 ha- he has history with injuries. He has a thing, he has a thing with his neck. So th- that's a player that I won't, like, I'll, I'll stay away from. If you draft him, you got to draft him with knowing that, you know, he's injury prone and he just might be a one-trick prone. He is, his player profile, he's getting a lot of comp as Andre Johnson. If he's anywhere near him, then all right, good. But I feel like you, you know, pick him as, you know, having him as your third player on the board in for rookie draft. I think it's a reach. I'd rather have other players. Yeah, no, everything and everything you're saying is the reasons why I got like some backlash for it against again. But yeah, the, those are the reasons. But again, what I'm saying is opportunity, the opportunity, and that's what you mainly look for in fantasy football. Yo, opportunity. Yeah, Oppor- that's like one of the main things you would look for. And with fantasy football wise, opportunity is there for DK Metcalf. That's why I have him so high. Uh, number four. Now between four and six, these could be like interchangeable. They're like it's like a hair splitting all of them. Uh, but I put a Keen Butler. As my number four uh, overall ranked um, rookie from the Arizona Cardinals. Now, <clears throat> better quarterback play, right? Yeah. I mean, one it's, it's it's foreseen to see what they have to do to beef up that offensive line over there in Arizona. But he's going to learn behind Larry Fitzgerald. He's got to outplay Christian Kirk, who's also very good. Who I'm, I'm a fan of Christian Kirk, and I like Christian Kirk's play. But I just for the fact for better quarterback play to grow with a young quarterback like, you know, Kyler Murray to and also to grow with a wide receiver core like with Christian Kirk, you know, and to grow with David Johnson and, you know, learning behind Larry Fitzgerald. I just think that dynasty wise, dynasty wise, I just think that that's a that, that's a really good uh, place to fall from. Not in redraft. I see like DK Metcalf even possibly having some redraft um, like potential. 
Yeah. But dynasty wise, I like Hakeem Butler as well. Because of just the fact I just think this has been a better offense. I just think growing with Kyler Murray and growing with Christian Kirk. And I think it's gonna be there's good things ahead for the future for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh well to me, I feel like Hakeem Butler, that's another another player I think is a little bit of a reach. I understand where you're coming from, but you know, there are a lot of wide receivers there, you know, that they're gonna get a lot of opportunities. And then it's he he needs to shine. He needs to show that he's one of the best wide receivers there because you do have Christian Kirk. Larry Fitzgerald is still coming back, right? And then you do have Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella, you never know, but uh, he he might outperform. Who knows? And then who else do they have? They have Kevin White. I know he's been injured most of the time, you know, most of his career. Yeah, he's oh, been I don't think he's played one game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> most. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Most. But, oh. you know, I feel like, you know, unless they're going to be playing three, four wideouts, you know, that – He's definitely going to make an impact, but being uh, the player, player you select as your fourth, you know, you have him on your fourth in your rankings, right? I think it's a little bit high for him. You know, I, I still have other wide receivers, like, uh, for sure, uh, Nikhil Harry over him. Nah. Definitely have I have him nah. over him, for sure. And even and even Paris Campbell, I think I'll select no. him over him. No. All right. I think those guys are way too high. Um, We'll, we'll get to that. We're going to go down that. It's like, like, like. Miko Harry is not ranked number fifth. And like I said, it's like splitting hairs between him and Kareem Butler. But Miko Harry, another thing too, is that the fact is it's opportunity. It's major opportunity for him there. Now, the number one guy is going to be Travis Kelsey. That's without a doubt. Then you got Sammy Watkins, who could hardly ever be healthy to ever play a full season. He can, he hardly ever plays, right? Who are you talking about? Miko Hardman. I said Harry? Oh, yeah, Harry. I think I said Harry. Sorry. Miko Hardman. Sorry. I'm like, wait a minute. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, because you said to kill Harry. Sorry. That's why I'm confused. Miko Hardman. My bad. Miko Hardman, since Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy, then the next guy up will be Chris Conley. Then you got Miko Hardman, really. You know, they don't, they're not like extremely deep as well. Well, of course, talk about this. This is all all the assumptions that Tariq Kill does not play for the Chiefs. This is all under that assumption. As it's really likely that he could be put on the, uh, the the exempt list, you know. So it's it's it's. Yeah, I think he is in the process of getting into the exempt list. Yeah, he's in the process of that. So if that happens, if Tariq Cohen, if Tariq Cohen, um, see now I'm doing what you're doing. If Tariq Hill, <laughs> you gotta be doing it. If Tariq Hill is out, and you got the fantastic man that is Patrick Mahomes, you got Pat Mahomes swimming you the ball. His first option is always going to be Travis Kelsey. But Sammy Watkins hardly, you know, hardly ever plays because he's always hurt. And then Chris Conley's there. Chris Conley's okay. He's good. But me, Cole Hardman, has all the opportunity with if Tyree Kill is out and Sammy Sammy Watkins is out. He has an opportunity to be the one right there. He also has a lot of, you know, redraft potentials this year coming up in redraft leagues. But I like him a lot in Dynasty because of the fact of the opportunity. That that's really the main thing. No, I, I I definitely like Miko Hardman over. Um, like I said, it's splitting hairs between him and him and Hakeem Butler. It's splitting o- hairs over Hakeem Butler because at least you're talking about uh, a high power offense and a wide receiver core that is not really that fantastic. No, you know Sammy Watkins, tremendous talent, but is oh, he going to be on the yeah. yeah? He's always, is, is he going to be on the field? And then there's that the doubts of Tariq Hill even playing this year. You That's know exactly what I just said. So like no, but I'm just. Repeating it, <laughs> repeating it. But the thing is, I I don't know why would you. I know you say splitting hairs, but I definitely will have Hardman way over, way over uh, the other players selected, and because of the opportunity, I think the opportunity is there. Plus, you have a tremendous quarterback, you know. So, 
I would definitely agree with this, and I definitely would pick him over. He, him being a fifth selection uh, in the rankings, um, yeah, I, I, I'll tend to agree with you in this one. You know, he played in, in Georgia. It's a good, you know, good school. And, you know, he's a burner, too. You know, he, th- he ran a 4-3-3. Miko Harmon, yeah. I like his opportunity. Redraft, too. I look out for him in redraft, like you said. Let's take a quick break right here. Just to, just want to just announce this is a quick break, because I wanted to say about our... Um Wait, should I say it now? No, I'll say it later. <laughs> I'll say it at what the end of this tease. top ten. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go with this. No, because we got we don't got that much time left. We got to go with the top ten, and then we got to do our rookie draft. But that's gonna go quick. All right. Uh, then we'll explain about our giveaway that we're gonna have. So number uh, six, do I have once again a splitting hairs here? Is Marquise Brown? Marquise Brown, the first wide receiver taken in the draft in the first round, uh, taken by the Baltimore Ravens. Now this is just a great landing spot for him because they have a very, very, very weak wide receiver core. The number one wide receiver, I think, right now is Willie, Sne- Willie Sneed, right, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken? Willie Sneed is the I, only one. Yeah. I think he's, like, he's like the, uh, the number one there, and then that's like... Yeah. That's it, and he's not a, a number one wide, wide receiver whatsoever. No, not at, not at, not at all, not at all. So I think that the, the opportunity... It's funny, as you said, because he's, uh, he's, he's cousins with Antonio Brown. Yeah, he is cousins, and uh, his nickname is Hollywood Brown. Yeah, and it's just funny. It's funny. So now, now, now Antonio Brown has no problems rooting for his uh, cousin, who's now part of the <laughs> the Ra- Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> Antonio Brown's such a troll. Uh, I love Marquise Brown. I hope he's not getting selected that high because you know I'm aiming for him to drop in dynasty because a lot of people are going to be down that he went to the Baltimore Ravens and then they're like, oh my god, he's not going to have a quarterback that's going to throw to him really good and at least uh exploit the talents that Marquise Brown has. So, you know, I feel, I hope he drops. You have him as your sixth player overall in your rankings, and that's where I think I have him on my board. But I hope he just drops to, like, the second round where I could get definitely tremendous value because a lot of people are going to be down on him because of Lamar Jackson. But I feel like that's one thing where I'm down on him. Yeah, that's yeah. Why. But I, I, I feel, I feel like if he were he went to a let's say the Patriots, he would have definitely been like maybe my number two uh, on the board. Not even. Not even. No. Wow. Yo, he's he's tremendous. He's he's a tremendous talent. You know. So if you if you watch his tape, the only thing the only the only thing that's that you can knock on him is that he's undersized and his weight. Yeah, but you could be undersized as like a. As a wide receiver, it's okay. He, if he, to me, which is funny because uh, Kyler Murray, right? The whole big fuss, right, in the combine was uh, how, what's his height? How tall is he? How tall is he? And the same thing you could say about Marquise Brown, although yeah, but, he's a wide receiver. Yeah, but, I but bet quarterbacks is harder to be smaller. I bet, I bet if he was just an, an inch or a half an inch taller, he probably would have been selected much more higher. Maybe. Yeah, but Marquise, yeah, I like him a lot. Hollywood um, Brown. Um, Number seventh I have ranked overall is a guy you mentioned earlier, Miles Sanders. I have him ranked uh, number seventh overall, and he's, you know it's it's mainly because I think he's a very good running back. But the fact is is that he is um, just in a, in a pretty big committee. There's a lot of running backs back there, but he's behind a very good offensive line, behind a very good offense, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if I see him outplaying Jordan Howard. I don't think Jordan Jordan Howard honestly is all that good to be honest with you. I really don't. I don't think he's all that good. Uh, he's a serviceable back. Yeah, he no, doesn't he do worse. You. He doesn't give you gaudy numbers, but he's consistent. You know, if you look at the overall season stat numbers, he gives you good amount of fantasy points. Yeah. Look yeah. it up. Look it up. You know, but uh, yeah. jo- 
Look yeah. it up. Just look it up, bro. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, I, I do like Miles Sanders. You know, you can never go wrong with getting another running back. There, there's, there's, you can never have enough running backs. You know, so if you select them, you know, there's an opportunity, you know, that maybe Jordan Howard doesn't pan out for them and he has the opportunity or injuries, you know, because sometimes injuries take apart. Look, look what happened last year. Royce Freeman was going to be the guy for the Broncos. And then Philip Lindsay came out of nowhere. Yeah. An undrafted uh, rookie. Right. And, you know, pretty much took took the whole, t- you know, the, the starting uh, uh, position for the whole season. And he, you know, if he, for the most part, people selected him in the in the waiver wire the first after the first week. But, you know, if you had him in Dynasty, he definitely helped you out oh, tremendously. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, you know, you cannot knock, knock, not get a running back because uh, the, there, there's too much uh, death in that, uh, in that team. Right. So, because you never know, there's injuries and injuries happen, especially for the position in running backs. So, Miles Sanders uh, is definitely a player that I like. You know, he's he's a pretty fast guy. Um, and you know, for that position, why not? It's it's very it's a shallow uh, year for running backs. So, you know, you sometimes you got to take these players and see what happens. Sometimes it works out. Uh, number eight overall, who I have ranked is your boy Nikhil Harry. Okay. I have him ranked eighth. Why do you have him much higher than eighth? Playing for the Patriots. Patriots select them in the first round. That's it. And, you know, there's no more Rob Gronkowski, so there's definitely going to be much more receptions available. You know, and who else is going to get uh, the receptions besides uh, besides Julian Edelman? Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, James White. Demarius Thomas hasn't proven Demarius much. Thomas, Josh Gordon, James White. Josh Gordon, really? James White. You're, you're still on the Josh Gordon train? I'm not, I'm, not, no, 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 no. Years, I'm not. For on, the last six, five years, people have been riding on Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's come back. Josh Gordon. I'm not back. riding on the train. I'm yeah. saying that there's an extra body with a name of Josh Gordon to take away from Nikhil Harry. Also, with that, how much longer do we have with the Tom Brady and Bill Belichick era? They just won a Super Bowl, didn't they? Right. No. How much longer do we have? That's what I'm saying. Like, in. In dynasty leagues, I much rather grow my dynasty team with somebody I feel has more potential to grow with somebody like Marquise Brown, somebody like Mecole Hardman, somebody with DK Metcalf, who I feel could grow more in that team, as opposed because look, I think I think the Patriots, honestly, I really I really do believe I believe the Patriots win at least one more Super Bowl. I think they yeah. win one at least one more, and then Tom Brady retires after winning the next one. He's he's planning to retire at forty five. I believe this is what I'm saying. I believe you believe. I believe this. Yeah, and I, I I believe that he you know he retires within the next like two to three years. That's what I see. But with 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 all that being said, and he's very good to kill Harry. I think he's a very very good pick for the for the Patriots. I think he's very good. He he's he has gotten over a thousand yards the last two seasons. I'm not you saying anything about his talent. I'm eight, saying nine touchdowns. My argument is opportunity and fantasy wise. This is what I'm saying. We're t- when we're talking about these rookies and the way we have them ranked. I mean, honestly, if you look at them all, how many of them really have redraft potential? Josh Jacobs does off the bat. Dave Montgomery has some. I think Miko uh, Hardman has a lot. Who else really has some redraft potential? Not too many. Nikhil Harry does. I don't believe that. You don't believe it. I don't believe that. I don't believe he has any redraft potential, Nikhil Harry. None. All right. I believe, I, I believe the passes are going to go to Julian Edelman, Demarius Thomas, in dynasty, in dynasty, I understand you're looking at quarterbacks. So I'll give you that point because it's Tom Brady. Because let's say he could retire after this season, 
right? Yeah, which we both doubt. And then that definitely didn't drop Nikhil Harry's uh, uh, value, for right, sure. Right, You know, because who's going to be the next quarterback? Right. So I'll give you that point. But, you know, if Tom Brady does play for the next couple of years, three years, three seasons, then, you know, you have this wide receiver that definitely, you know, not only this year, but maybe next year he de- may- Definitely make a, a bigger impact. No, no, he, I, I, he could probably grow into it. I think more in like about like two or three years, depending if Tom Brady still stays you're, there. You're talking about Demarius Thomas. How old is he? He's like 32, I think. Right. Julian Edelman in his 30s. Josh Gordon, who even yet last last season, even if he even if he's there, he's going to find some way to get off the field. He's in, yeah, he's in a, and how much of an impact did he make last year? When he was even healthy, you know, he wasn't even, he was, if, if you ended up trading for him after he got traded to the Patriots, you're, you were upset. Right. Even with him, uh, 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 you know, leaving, leaving the team, even before that, the, the performance he had there was not that great. So I feel Nikhil Harry definitely has the opportunity to make an impact, especially for wide receivers who there's very few that make impacts the first season uh, with a great quarterback. And you I know, don't think he's gonna have the opportunity to get. You to don't think he's No, I do not. I, 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 I they, they did select him in the first round. I believe. I know they select him in the first round. I okay. get it. I believe the fact that it's somewhat cluttered there. I mean, this is redraft. I don't think there's any opportunity for him in redrafts. And I believe that, it, that there's not going to be enough opportunity for him from to make an impact in his first year. A couple years out of line, yeah, but I think that more now and future. The impact becomes stronger from guys like Marquise Brown, Miko Hartman, and DK Metcalf. I think over to kill Harry. Uh, I, w- I would like to make a bet. What? Nikhil Harry or DK Metcalf? Who will have a better season? Better season? I think DK Metcalf will because the opportunity. Let's bet on. Let's bet on that. Okay. All right. We're betting on that. Okay. I don't have a button for that, do I? Nope. Don't get too cocky, my boy. Fair enough. I had that one. one. (laughs) Um, Number nine, I have AJ Brown for the Titans. Now, this one, I think I might switch my number nine and my number ten. I might, I might flip them. I might flip flip them them now. Flip them now. What? Just flip them. Flip them now. Yeah, just flip them. Who's your ten? No. I go. But just leave it as is. But right now, AJ Brown is the wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. He's my number nine right now for the moment. Ah, Marcus Mariota. That's all I got to say. That, that's why I'm saying I might flip them. Um, I definitely would select Paris Campbell I, I, over No, over see, the, one big, I think Paris Campbell's been way overrated because you got to understand, Andrew Luck loves his wide receiver one. He loves T.Y. Hilton. Eric Ebron has emerged as his red zone guy. Andrew Luck doesn't spread the ball around like that too much. All right, he really all right, doesn't. All right. so I Pat, have the what, stats. I have the numbers for it. I got to look it up again. And I, and I'll what about Debo Samuel? Once again, I think it's just too many young wide receivers in that young offense with young Jimmy with young Jimmy Garoppolo, young Dante Pettis, who I who we both think highly of this this year, and and young Marquise Goodwin. I mean, granted he has some injury problems, but it, I think it's just and young George Kittle, and young J- Jarek McKinnon, who also is a very very good pass catching back, and he's very young, very young. I think I think that this is way too many young guys to put uh, that guy Debo Samuels to put him that high. And like I said, I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to explain it again about the, the the Andrew Luck thing, what I feel. But I'm telling you, like, Andrew Luck loves, loves his wide receiver ones. So, yeah, but you're also talking about Marcus Mariota, right? A quarterback that's 
hasn't been consistent at all. It's not it, that good. He's not that good. And you're over here talking about wide receivers. They have a lot of wide receivers, the Tennessee Titans. Who? They just signed Adam Humphreys. They have Tajay Sharp, who they oh selected God. a couple of years ago. Oh, God. They got Taewon Taylor. Oh, God. Corey Davis. Corey Davis and Andrew hum- uh, uh, Humphreys are the only ones I'm worried about. And then you got Delaney Walker and John New Smith. Delaney Walker. Yeah, John New Smith I'm not worried about. Delaney Walker's the number one. So, but if you look, look, Adam look Adam Humphreys, he's a good serviceable uh, wide receiver. You cannot knock him. Corey Davis, you know, let's give him another year. But he he, he he's a beast too, you know. And then if you have Delaney Walker as your tight end, you're already – you already have three receivers you're giving the ball to. Those are two three. Tennessee Titans that run the ball. Those are, first of all, Corey Davis, I put on the same plane as I put Dante Pettis or Marquise Goodwin. I have him on the same plane as them. Okay. So I feel like the 49ers have more offensive weapons. None of those guys are good at T.Y. Hilton. None of those guys. So there's different tiers of people that you got to put them against. This is why my argument is there. T.Y. Hilton's on like a tier of his own. He's like a tier one. T.Y. Hilton, you know, like a low-end, mid-tier one, right? Uh-huh. So that's why I have A.G. Brown there, because the people he's competing against aren't as good. Paris Campbell is just, it's not that, I'm going to say he's not good. I'm sure he's good. But he's in a situation where Andrew Luck does not spread the ball around like that. When T.Y. Hilton's on the field, T.Y. Hilton's his guy. Eric Ebron has emerged as the red zone guy. And Marlon Mack... Is going to have a way bigger year. And you have Naheem Hines also catching passes out of the backfield. Now, I probably put Paris, I probably put Paris Campbell on the same tier on that guy as probably Neam Himes. But they also have Devin Funches who's there. So it's not like Paris Campbell's going to come in and get the number two spot right away. And I just know that T.Y. Hilton got drafted in the same year that Andrew Luck got drafted. So they're going to be together for the for the rest of the careers as I can see. I don't see anything separating them. You know what I mean? So T.Y. Hilton is loved by Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck does not spread the ball around. Next episode, I'll, I'll get those stats up, or I'll put it on their Instagram, I'll put it on their IGTV. But he does not spread the ball around like that. So that's why I don't know why. I, that's me. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I know from seeing stats that he's wide receiver twos and threes do not excel in fantasy. Um, I think this just helps T.Y. Hilton. It just takes more pressure off him, and it just helps him a little more, maybe. But that's about it. Eric Ebron's going to get the red zones. Marlon Mack is going to he's going to do better on that offense because he's going to have a better year this year. I feel, and the offensive line, you know, is, is doing really well. And Andrew Luck is going to feed T.Y. and that's 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 honestly what it is. And like I said, A.J. A. Brown is over. I think he's a better player than Debo Samuel's overall, just off the bat. I think A.J. Brown is a better player. I think A.J. Brown is even better than Paris Campbell, but also. Opportunity. AJ Brown has to fight for his spot over players that are lesser than on the 49ers. The 49ers, I feel, has a better wide receiver core than the than the Titans. So All right. the only well, thing is, of course, they're gonna be a very run heavy, run heavy offense on the Titans, but still. Uh I do like Paris Campbell though. I, I think he's way overrated. And number 10, this is probably my favorite guy in the draft. Number not for nothing because of the fact that also he's gonna be a second round pick, and we're gonna see that right now. He's gonna go into our, our rookie uh dra- rookie only draft coming up. Number 10 is my favorite person right now, Davin Singleton. He is one of my favorite people to draft. He's a very good running back. He's a very strong running back, this guy. What, what you, you think is crazy? The guy had 22 touchdowns in college. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go in ahead. 2017, he had 32. I mean, he's a little bit shorter. You know what I mean? He's he probably going to be like, like, like a Ray Rice or like Maurice Jones-Drew type guy. Who, Devin Singletary? Devin Singleton. Uh, for the Buffalo? Yeah. Singletary. 
Singletary? That's yeah. a singleton? My bad. I'm, I'm feeling under the weather. Don't mind me. Okay. I'm not that smart, too. I really am feeling sick. I'm like kind of dizzy right now. Um, <laughs> he had 22 don't. touchdowns in college. 2017, he had 32 touchdowns. You know, he's short. He's only five foot nine, 200 pounds. But the opportunity, the opportunity is there. Now, maybe not, not in redraft leagues, but in dynasty rookie leagues, I love this guy, especially for the fact that he's going on average somewhere about the second round. He's going there in the second round. I love this guy because look who's walking out the door. LaShawn McCoy. Oh, who I hate LaShawn McCoy this year. I hate LaShawn McCoy this year. You drafted him last season, right? Right, but I hate him this year. And I'm All not right. drafting him in any leagues. Even if even if he's there with the last pick, I'm not taking LaShawn McCoy because of what he did with the Avengers. Did you see about that? <laughs> it's not I funny. heard about it. He I didn't, tra- I didn't, I didn't look at it. He was trending on Twitter. And I was like, why is LaShawn McCoy Because he posted a fr- the, the I, freaking spoiler. Yeah, that's hilarious. I didn't read it. I think God, I haven't seen it yet. spelled it. I, heard, I didn't like, see it. Don't, I don't know anything about it. And he misspelled it or something. Whatever. Don't, don't tell me because I didn't see, Thank God I haven't seen any spoilers yet. But what I'm saying is, so he puts the spoilers out, but he's on his way out the door. He might even get cut. There's even rumors that he might get cut this year. So if he gets cut, then Devin Singletary gets some redraft potential. Then Frank Gore comes out of nowhere and Frank starts. Frank Gore's never going anywhere. Buffalo Bills. He's going to start. Because <laughs> he just does. he's never going to go anywhere. He's like the new Iron Man. <laughs> new. <laughs> He was Iron Man before Iron Man was Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's not going anywhere, Frank Gore. When you thought when you thought he was out, he just comes back and just boom. So gives, um, gives you a thousand yards. For the so uh, <laughs> Frank Gore is there, but the thing is, you still get to learn behind two veterans. I think the Buffalo Bills are going in a very good direction. I think that they're 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 poised to to be very good in the future. They're rebuilding in a very right way. I feel. I just feel like this guy Devin Singletary. Is a very strong running back. Is a very powerful running back, and I think that he's going to have the opportunities to be the the three down back for that team, and uh, that's why I have him so high. All right, so that's one of my favorite guys in the pick. All right, so uh, Marquetti, did you accept the invite yet for the for the I, for the draft? I'm in. You're in. Okay, hold on. So, um, my helmet. I have the American flag. I, I, I see helmet. you now. You weren't there before. All right. So before we get into that, just let you know real quick, we're going to do this uh, five rounds. We're going to do five rounds of the rookie draft because that's usually what it is, right, Marchetti? For the most part, for for rookie drafts, only five rounds. Rookie drafts is five rounds for yes. the most part. So um, you can make it any way you want. But with that being said, um, we have a giveaway going on right now. If you've listened to the rest of this whole entire show, so now we got this great giveaway we're going to give you guys, and this giveaway is going to be a trophy for your league. We are giving away a trophy for your league. We are giving one away. Uh, If you want to see what the trophy looks like, you can go to trophysmack.com. It is going to be, it's the first one that pops up. Um, We could change the colors if you want. Uh, You know, we'll let you pick it the way you want, but it's going to, you know, with the, it has the, the football on the top of it, and it, it looks fantastic. I, I I really think of a lost words when I'm when I'm when I look at the trophy. It is fantastic. I am actually buying this trophy for our dynasty league that we are starting up this year for the BFB dynasty league. Marchetti, that is going to be the trophy for our dynasty league, which I ended up winning last year. But it was a redraft league that I won last year for this. But uh, yeah, so go to trophysmack.com. Check out the trophy. I will post it later on our Instagram. We are giving away a football trophy for your fantasy team. We are giving it away. To win it, all you have to do is rate us, review us on anywhere you listen to us, whether it be on Spotify, whether it be on uh, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to us, rate us, review us, then 
Send us a screenshot that you rated and review us. Send us that screenshot that you rated and reviewed us, and that will give you all the extra entries you get in to win this trophy for your league. That is a, it's, it's a fantastic giveaway we're giving out, so look out for that one. Sounds, uh, sounds awesome. Yeah. That's a great, great, great. Just rate us, review us, send us a screenshot that you rated and review us, and then we will give you the entries. And then, you know, uh, we're going to be running this for the month, for uh, all the way up to, like, about, like, June. Uh, for the month of May, and then uh, yeah, and then we'll give you plenty of opportunities again. Maybe sure. give it for like Father's Day. Why? Why is it gotta be Father's Day? I don't know. Because you said June, <laughs> so like I don't know June Father's Day. It would be somewhere around the time of June, like not like it's, it's a good, it's a, we'll, we'll, it's we'll, a good prize. Yeah, so. no, it's a great. It, you have a beautiful, beautiful trophy for your for your league for years to come, and you know it's always great to have a trophy that you can pass down to the winner of your league. I think it just makes the league better to have a trophy. It's what they have, and it's for free, and we're just giving it away for you guys. So then, uh, just. Rate us, review us, and it also does throughout the season, throughout the year, the month. Excuse me, throughout the month, we're going to give you extra little tidbits to get extra little entries to win the trophy. Let's go on now. Let's finish out the show with our rookie draft, our rookie only draft. As we picked it out beforehand, Marquette, you ended up with the sixth overall pick. I ended up with the twelfth pick. Blah. If I ended up with the twelfth pick, that means my team won last year, which it did. <laughs> um, so uh, let's just get this. You're uh, such a champ. Let's get this started. So, number one overall goes Josh Jacobs, no surprise there. And then A.J. Brown, then Miko Harmon, followed by Miles Sanders and Nikhil Harry. There goes your boy, Marchetti. Now it falls on to you. Uh, I'm going to go with opportunity here, especially with the Bears trading uh, Jordan Howard. And I'm going to select David Montgomery. Dave Montgomery. Okay, that's a good pick. Yeah, that's a very good pick there. Then goes there, DK Metcalf. Then uh, Andy Isabella, who you mentioned, T.J. Hawkinson. I'm surprised you didn't have a tight end on your rankings. Not top ten. Yeah, not top uh, 10. Darwin Thompson, then uh, Damon Harris. Once again, party people, if you wanted to go do a quick mock draft, you could do rookies only. You could do full dynasty. You could do veterans only. You could do a, a bunch of different ways on Sleeper app, uh, sleeper.app. Um, just go check that out, Google Sleeper app on, you know, and then figure it out. That's the way we run it. And it actually, it's fantastic to do it. It's So, yeah, just go check it out. Uh, so, for me, so like I said, I'm going to go with opportunity here. So, I'm taking Marquise Brown. As my first overall wide receiver, right? And then, like I said, this is a reach. I am reaching here, but I love this guy. So I am reaching because he's not going to fall back to me. And I'm not thinking a Dave Gettleman thing, but it's, a, it's just a fact that he's not going to fall back to me at the end of the third round. So I'm taking him now, Devin Singletary. I'm reaching for that. Okay. Then goes uh, Debo Samuels, followed by Paris Campbell, Kyler Murray, Noah, uh, Noah Faint, and Justin Oliver. Interesting. I mean, J- Josh Oliver. Just need to go there. Now it's back to you, Marchetti. Uh, I was hoping the tight end falls to me. I would have definitely been ecstatic if I would have gotten Noah Fant. Yeah, so, that would have been good for you there. There's still a really good tight end out there, Irv Smith Jr., because they're actually there's rumors going around that Minnesota's looking to trade Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, but I'm not going to reach yet. I'm going to see if uh, in the wraparound I could get him. And I got it. I'm going to go select Darrell Henderson of the Rams. Just with the doubts that's what's going on with the Rams and uh you know You know what I know there's doubts going on with the Rams and stuff. I still I'm a little overrated. I think he's overrated too because of the fact is that CJ Anderson did very good for the Rams last year and they let him go to re-sign Malcolm Brown. That just shows how much more of a trust they have in Malcolm Brown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe maybe Todd Gurley's there a little iffy, but they trust Malcolm Brown. They like him. So I don't know how much opportunity Daryl Henderson. I'm not saying opportunity, but how well he's going to do. Uh, Hakeem Butler goes out to Daryl Henderson, followed by Raquel Armand, 
Armstead. I don't know. Alexander Madison, that's uh, the running back from Minnesota, followed by Deontay Johnson. Justin Hill. Justice Hill is a guy I really like, too. Justin Hill on Baltimore, I like him a lot, too. Uh, the only problem is, of course, with Jackson running the ball as much as he does, but Justin Hill is somebody I keep my eye on, too. Uh, followed by Miles Gaskin. Irv Smith Jr. then goes. Miles Boykins. Kelvin Harmon. And Benny Snell Jr., who I think is another good sleeper. So I think he's a good sleeper for Dynasty. I think Benny Snell is a good sleeper. Benny Snell is good. Yeah, he's a good sleeper. Uh, if I, I have um, I have uh, James Conner in my Dynasty, so that's a player I'm gonna be looking for to at least have as a handcuff. So anyway, on my selection right now, I'm gonna go with the thir- the thirteenth pick of the third round, and that's Terry McLaurin of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, they they need help in the wide receiver course. That's a good pick too. They got Dwayne Haskins now. They are riddled, riddled with running backs over there. That's a running back committee that I'm more likely going to stay away from. Uh, Dwayne Haskins goes right after, followed by Jalen Hurd and uh, Trayvon Williams. Jay Stern, uh, Sternberger. Sternberger. And Bryce Love, which, like I said, it, they're riddled in Washington with uh, running backs. They got Samaj P. Ryan, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson, uh, Adrian Peterson, Bryce Love, just riddled, riddled with running backs. So, Somewhere I want to stay away from. Um, over here, now this is this is we're coming to the end of the third round, and like you know, they all say that that quarterback, same thing. You look at them in rookie leagues drafting as you do in um, Daniel Jones. No, I'm not taking him. <laughs> but quarterbacks, you look at the same way you do in redraft leagues. You take them a little later. Now there's only five rounds. So I'm in the third round right now, so I'm going to go for a quarterback now who I think is going to put more of an impact sooner than later, which is Drew Locke. I think he's gonna have a good impact sooner than later for for them. Um, I haven't ranked. I hadn't ranked over Daniel Jones as it was, anyways. Uh, and then over here, it's just more once again going about opportunity. Um, somebody here, I gotta look for. You know what it is, dynasty. And if I had the last pick at this moment, that that more than likely means that I have a really good team that won. Yeah. So let's try to keep on building from the future. Why not? Right. Do it. And you're selecting. Will Greer. I took two quarterbacks. Whoa. I'm building up there. I'm going to build up. Build wow, up my quarterback. Three quarterbacks went in yeah. a row. And then and, and the quarterback for uh, Daniel Jones is not one of them. <laughs> Five quarterbacks have gone. Daniel Jones is not one of them. Um, After that goes Ronnie Anderson, then uh, Emmanuel Hall, Mike Weber, Ryle Ridley. Ooh, I should have took him instead, actually. I regret that now. I should have took Ryle Ridley. I like him for Chicago. I like him growing on that team. Uh, I was hoping that he would have fell to me, too. I was looking at Riley Ridley, who's uh, his brother's Calvin Ridley. Um, So right now, uh, the best player on the board for me is Daniel Jones. (laughs) And... Take him. For giggles, I'm going to select Daniel Daniel Jones. (laughs) Elijah Holyfield led in... Tony Pollard, uh, Jared Stidham, the possible uh, heir to Tom Brady. Darius Slayton, Dexter Williams, then goes James Williams, and uh, then Travis Homer, Hunter. Then, then we're gonna get to some names that I'm not even be too much. Hunter Redfro should be a good player for the Oakland Raiders. You're Redfro. Now coming back to you, Marchetti. Uh, I got this tight end. I'm select this tight end, Cahill Warren. That's that's gonna play for the Houston Texans. Which they need a tight end. Anyways. They need a tight end. Yeah. So you know maybe he's somebody that's gonna show up and improve. And it comes back to me. So once again, it's like uh, just looking at opportunity, looking at somebody that could grow at some pace. And then uh, I need a tight end too to look at. So I take uh, Khalid Wilson from Arizona, and right. that wraps that up. Wraps wraps it up. All right. Uh, How can I see my team? Well, 
my rookie draft, I selected David Montgomery, Darrell Henderson, Terry McLaurin, Daniel Jones, and Cahill Warren. I like my rookie team a lot, even though I took two quarterbacks. But the thing is, like I said, I'm building for future. Because if I have the last round pick, I have a very good team. Possibly, maybe it's a very good team that's aging a bit, maybe. But I like Marquise Brown. I like Singletary. And I just got just two quarterbacks that's going to just hopefully do something for the future. All right. All right, party people. That is the show that we have here for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Do not forget, uh, as I mentioned, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at BFB Podcast for both of those. And we had the special giveaway going out with our trophy that's going out uh, from trophysmack.com. And just rate us, review us. If you're there right now, you're listening. Rate, review right now. Send us one right now. Give yourself the first entries to win this. And uh, just we appreciate the support. Everybody growing with us. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. <laughs> Peace, BFAs. It's a great sign-off, Marchetti. Success, success, nonetheless, party people. Peace. Love you, guys. <laughs>